Today's episode is sponsored by SaveLaney.com. Insurance Nerds and Profiles in Risk is currently engaging in a, in a fundraiser to raise money for a service dog named Lenny, Lenny, who has been diagnosed with cancer. This service dog is absolutely crucial to one of our friends, an insurance adjuster by the name of Alexander. We would really appreciate your support. Learn more at SaveLaney.com. The question I have for you, what if your pet was more than a pet? What if your pet was also a key part of the family, which they are? What if they were also a key part of your ability to function successfully at work and at life? That is what a service animal is. And it's not an easy process to replace Lainey. If the treatment didn't go well, it's not only the financial cost of replacing her, this is an incredibly emotional, difficult situation for any pet owner. And Lainey, as a service animal, is so much more than a pet. Hello and welcome to Profiles in Risk. This is your host, Tony Canyas, and today I have with me Samir Ahmed. I think I got that correct. Principal Insurance Markets at XPy2. Samir, thank you for joining me today. How's it going? Yeah, thank you for having me. Doing great. How about you? I am doing absolutely fantastic. It is a, a beautiful winter day in Buenos Aires, Argentina. Uh, and by winter, so, so you're in Michigan, so, so this is going to blow your mind. Uh, winter, and we're in the thick of it. Like, yeah. like July is the worst winter month. And today uh, we, have, we have a low of 52, a high of 60, and sunny. Now, sometimes <laughs> it's a little colder, but like a really cold day is like 45 and cloudy yeah, and no yeah. snow. Yeah. So like I am in love with this weather, basically. Uh, so, so I mean, I'm, I'm guessing if you're in Michigan, you're enjoying a beautiful summer day today on July 10th as we record. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely uh, good. I haven't been out. I've been indoors working, so uh, I can't really tell you whether it's really nice or not, but it certainly looks nice. Okay, perfect, perfect. So, so Samir, uh, we always give the, the, the guests the chance to give the elevator pitch. Uh, what is X by 2? Yeah, so XPy2 is an IT consultancy focused on uh, high-impact projects for a select group of insurance and healthcare organizations. When I say insurance and healthcare, I'm talking about uh, carriers, Life Health PNC, and on the health side, uh, provider organizations, hospitals, large physician groups, uh, uh, companies like that. Been around since uh, 1998, uh, so we're celebrated our 25th year uh, in business just this past May. I've been there for the last 20, and uh, yeah, I've been enjoying it and uh, having fun. Okay, so definitely want to focus on, on the insurance side. Uh, be, because that's what where the, who the listeners are. They're 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 not uh, provider administrators. So, so 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 when it comes to to carrier uh, IT consultancy work, what 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 type of things do you, do you guys do for 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 carriers and especially PNC carriers? I mean, I do have listeners from 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 life and probably some from health, but the bulk of the listeners are from PNC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. So look. Uh, uh, the number one thing is that uh, we want to work on the tough problems that carriers are trying to solve and find technology enabling solutions uh, for them. So uh, 
traditionally, the, these have come in the spaces of either uh, core process modernization. So in a PNC setting, that this would be uh, underwriting, uh, billing, claims uh, management. Um, over the past, uh, I would say, five-ish years, there's been uh, a decent amount of focus on uh, customer experience. So that's brought uh, areas such as um, policyholder tools, uh, you know, uh, new customer tools, um, producer tools into into the fold, and fancy words like customer experience, right, uh, become become a thing. So uh, we, we have the services around uh, that. Then uh, the third area is around uh, data and analytics. Uh, our, our role again is in enablement. Um, a, a typical sort of example of that would be that uh, a data scientist these days on average, uh, depending on uh, which uh, source you look at for data, will spend um, 60, 70, 80% of their time on cleansing data. And then the remaining time is actually analyzing and doing meaningful value added work. So if uh, somebody can automate that uh, grunt work, right, it uh, frees up more time for the analyst to, to, to do work. So that, that's what I mean by enablement, right? Uh, getting access to data, making it clean, making it usable and available for um, whoever really wants to use it. Uh, th this area actually nicely dovetails with our customer experience um, capability where we also provide visualization support to analysts. So they'll do the analysis, they'll come up with conclusions. How do you communicate that effectively? So we have our, our team that works on customer experience that helps with that. A fourth area is uh, around emerging technologies. So this keeps moving, right? Uh, something is emerging today, tomorrow it will become mainstream. So currently our focus is on uh, machine learning and artificial intelligence uh, use cases. And then the last area is uh, we provide services for CIOs and CTOs. Um, typical example there would be um, a, a new executive joins an organization wants to understand what they walked into so we may help them with a uh, assessment of current situation opportunities for for improvement or they may come to us with hey our you know business team has a, a strategy of going from one state today to uh, 15 states in in two years uh, help me understand how well we're position to execute on that. What do we need to keep doing? What do we need to do better? And what are we not doing that we need to start doing? So uh, some some services for CIOs and CTOs like that. So that's in a nutshell, five areas where we uh, offer carriers some services. Okay, who who is usually uh, bringing you in? Is it usually the CIO or, or is it the business? Yeah, it's a, it's a mixture. Um, uh, Traditionally, it used to be uh, IT leadership because uh, they were in the business of, uh, you know, uh, enabling project, delivering projects for their business customers and looking for partners. Uh, more and more, uh, we do have uh, contacts with uh, business leaders. Um, 
In the data and analytics space, that's uh, very common because uh, in some organizations it sits outside of IT. Um, and then, uh, you know, folks like head of underwriting, head of claims, uh, you know, head of distribution, they may talk to us around uh, uh, distribution tools or self-service tools for customers and prospects. Okay. Okay, so, so basically, wherever carriers are facing technology challenges, you can provide a bespoke consulting service, basically. I would not say wherever. Uh, I would say area, areas <laughs> okay. that are tough problems. So we are not a full-service okay. IT company, right? We will not mm -hmm. do managed services. We will not do run and support. We, we work on... Uh, tough problems, you know, looking to move the needle in a meaningful way for the organization. Okay. So, so that, that is, and, and I did notice that in your elevator pitch, that the, the focus on tough problems. Uh, so that is super interesting. Why, why focus on, 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 on the, on the harder things? Is, is that a matter of like, it's a good differentiation for the, for the company or, or, or like how, how did that, how did that come to be that, that you guys focused on, on the tougher problems? Yeah, yeah. So it's a combination of things, right? It's a, a little bit of uh, who we are as a firm, which ultimately is, you know, a, a outcome of people that work at the firm. So uh, we, we hire folks with strong uh, technology, computer science backgrounds and um, have good, strong fundamentals. And uh, we hire from very select schools, right? So um, we're, we're a mid-sized consultancy. We can be highly selective in our uh, hiring, right? So because we hire people like that, uh, they actually want to work on uh, interesting things. They don't want to keep doing the same thing over and over. Uh, one of the traits of engineers is that uh, we are lazy people. Uh, all right. <laughs> so uh, we, we, we abide by the principle of once is an exception, twice is a coincidence, third time, hey, there's a pattern here. Let me figure something out to make a repeatable process. Right. So we don't want to keep doing the same thing over and over as individuals that work at the firm. Now, uh, because of that, right, we want to find new interesting problems. We solve one problem. You might solve it a second, third time. Like I said, at that point, like, okay, here's a repeatable process and uh, go run with it, uh, we'll, we'll tell our uh, prospects or clients. But then the flip side of it, right, as an organization is that uh, we're able to add meaningful value to our clients, which is uh, different than uh, what they find in the marketplace uh, with uh, consultancies, uh, big or small. Uh, there'll be many consultancies that provide um, full-service IT, uh, uh, you know, that's their place to be. There will be companies that uh, specialize in specific uh, product implementations, like in the PNC case, right, uh, a, a Guidewire partner, for example. Or these days, uh, there's a lot of uh, recent focus on Salesforce partners, right, uh, things like that. So we have experts uh, that, that can do work in these products as well, but they're generalists. They're not specialists. And today they're doing a project on uh, 
claims modernization with Guidewire. And tomorrow they'll turn around and do that uh, with uh, Duck Creek. And the day after they'll do it with whoever the up and coming inshore tech is that is uh, looking to upend Guidewire. So that's a long way to answer your question, right? It's a combination of uh, inherently the people that work at the company, they desire working on uh, interesting problems. And uh, as a company, we're able to offer something to the market that uh, is uh, not quite uh, very common. Okay. So how, how, how does it work? So, so let's say I'm a CIO or or head of a business unit, and I have a gnarly problem that, that it's not a matter of implementation. We just don't know how to. We know that technology can help this, but we don't know which technology to bring in. We have an idea. Everybody's talking about ChatGPT, so we should probably use that, right? But we'd really, uh, so, so we give you a call, yeah. and, and we're, we're like, hey, Samir, we, we th we're looking for, some, for somebody like, like you guys with, with insurance experience and, uh, and, and a... a an appetite for weird problems. What does the process look like? Yeah, so um, uh, first is right, we, we want to uh, understand actually what is the problem space, what is the specific challenge, uh, what is uh, success look like, right? Uh, how, how well defined uh, is this? And then uh, a little bit of the makeup of the organization, right? Are we going to be a good fit uh, for this organization or not? Um, you know, what we found is that uh, mid-sized carriers that are growth-oriented, uh, they are the best uh, fit uh, for us. So once we've gone through the initial uh, understanding of the problem and uh, making sure that uh, we can be a good fit, we try to assess what stage is this in, right? Is this at the stage of, uh, we've got a problem, don't know what to do, have some ideas, but uh, which direction to go in is not clear. So we will typically uh, start with a uh, workshop and uh, conduct a strategy uh, exercise uh, or project uh, with them. And there, what we're trying to understand is, uh, you know, uh, business goals and objectives. Uh, what is the outcome that you're looking for? What's the current state from a process perspective, from a people perspective, from a technology perspective? Uh, identify, you know, uh, symptoms, then decompose those symptoms into root causes and impacts. Um, then we will we'll get into some... Uh, sort of envisioning of what could the future look like. So this is involves understanding uh, ideal state, ideal end state for, for, uh, for our client. Um, then we'll do a, a gap assessment of, okay, you are here, you wanna be there, what's the delta and how do you get from here to there? Uh, which uh, informs a, a roadmap, right? Maybe it's a three, four, five step uh, process. Maybe it's a one shot process. Uh, it just depends on the specifics. And uh, at the end of that, right, we'll have sort of this recommendation around um, uh, this is your objectives. This is where you are today. This is where you want to be. Here are some strategies for go from A to B and uh, what the profile will look like in terms of spend, in, in terms of timeline and uh, leave our customer with the decision point of uh, do they want to proceed 
or not. And if they want to proceed, then, you know, uh, aggressive, conservative, middle of the road uh, options. This will, depending on the nature of the problem, right, it could be anywhere from 6, 8, 10, 12 weeks uh, to go through this uh, process. Um, so oftentimes, right, then uh, clients will say, okay, well, great, uh, thanks for helping us understand this. What you're uh, proposing makes a lot of sense. Now help us execute. So uh, we have two core competencies in the company, right? One is uh, strong technology fundamentals, and the second is execution of complex projects uh, that, that uh, could be at the scale of core systems, modernization could be uh, smaller, but there's some kind of complexity where your typical project management uh, doesn't cut it. So they'll ask us to uh, help them exe with execution. Uh, so we'll, we'll be build typically hybrid teams. Uh, well, one of the core philosophies in our firm is that uh, we want to build competency in our clients, not uh, dependency on us. And this goes back to the desire of our people to not work on the same thing over and over again. So uh, we're, we're motivated to build that competency uh, from day one. So the hybrid team means few folks from X by two, few folks from the client organization. They may have other staffing partners. If there's a product involved, there may be some specialists from the product company or, or other uh, system integrator type companies. And uh, then the, the timeline is whatever it ends up being and get to success and launch as quickly as possible. So long-winded answer there to, you know, how, how, how yeah. one starts and what the journey looks like, but hopefully it adds some yeah, perspective. No, uh, per perfect. And I, I, I love that, that on the website you have clearly listed, uh, so, so, so uh, uh, 20 years, over 100 successful product, uh, projects, uh, and... I love the list of, of carriers you have done projects for, right? So I assume if they're on the website, I can mention them publicly. Uh, if not, you'll tell me to cut, to cut it out. But, but you've got some, some really awesome carriers, Jewelry Mute, Jewelers Mutual, Auto Owners, uh, the Farm Bureau of Michigan, American Modern, who I used to work for, West Bend, Kentucky Farm Bureau, uh, Michigan Millers. So a solid list of, of, of carriers that you've done projects for. So, so that makes me feel good if, I, if I'm recommending you to a carrier, you, get, you guys have significant experience in that world. So kind of the last question, I'm curious if you can share any great client success stories and, and you, you're free to share the company name if, you, if you're able, if not just saying a PNC carrier or a medium-sized PNC carrier or whatever is, is perfectly fine. But I'd love to hear any, any story of, of a particular difficult problem and, and, and how, how you guys were able to, to, to bring a great solution to the client. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, uh, uh, what, what I'll share is not so much about the solution, right, but rather the experience. Um, so uh, this is not like any one project experience. There's, there's several of them. And I've mentioned, right, I, I've been with the company 20 years. So I've seen this uh, play out through my career. Um, when we work with this uh, mid-sized growth-oriented carrier, 
their typical uh, you know situation is going to be that uh, they are doing well from a business perspective, right? Uh, they've got good uh, books of business. They're growing. Uh, they've been able to manage with limited uh, resources in terms of people, in terms of technology. And that's actually what enables their, their success when they were smaller. Uh, but they are now at a point where uh, they have needs that are complex, that require expertise. And they're not so big that they have all of that expertise on staff. So they have a need and appetite to partner with uh, firms like ours. So with these kinds of firms, uh, not only do we come and uh, you know solve whatever the problem is. Uh, so as an example, we did a claims modernization for uh, such a company. As part of that, uh, right, we, we build, we bring in uh, processes for how to execute projects, uh, skill sets that the people on the team need. So hiring practices are influenced by that. Um, uh, how, how to go about building competency within team members because we're incented to do that from day one and they see us doing it. They uh, take those processes uh, on after the, long after the project is done. And so uh, at the end of this type of project, right, the client basically comes back and says, uh, this was fantastic. Uh, we accomplished what we set out to do, modernizing our claims processing. But beyond that, what we did not expect, we have just set the bar for how projects should be run, uh, how to deliver projects on an ongoing basis. And uh, executives, right, like even uh, a chief operating officer, a chief execution officer, right, may, may or, or even a president of a company may take note of this and say, within the organization, this is the standard that we want to see for how projects are run. Um, so, so this is like a repeated theme that I've seen on, on projects and it's typical when we work with this mid-market growth-oriented uh, carrier. That, that is fantastic. I absolutely love that. And I can, I can totally see that. Uh, a, a you know, super regional or, or, or a regional uh, might not have the uh, project management uh, department that a gigantic carrier has out of necessity. Uh, so, 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 I, yes, that 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 is that is a fantastic side benefit. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. To, to... A large carrier will have a you know group of architects. They'll have a group of <laughs> uh, specialists in various products. They'll have a well-established PMO with well-defined processes. And, uh, you know, we may snicker our nose at what those processes are, but at least they have them, right? Uh -huh. uh, <laughs> <laughs> look, we got to have fun, right? Uh, <laughs> so, um, uh, but, but uh, yeah, so with, with mid-size companies, monostate, regional, right? Uh, but because they're growth-oriented, the need is there, but uh, the capability is not yet there. And what we like the most is to build, help them build that competency for the long haul. Fantastic. Uh, thank you very much for your time today. Very, very, very interesting. And I think that, that a lot of our listeners will, will find what you guys do to be interesting and, and kind of the, the, the kind of thing that they need. Uh, when this goes live, I will tag both you on LinkedIn uh, 
I will tag both you and the company on LinkedIn. Uh, and thank you very much for your time today. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, folks can find us at xby2.com. Uh, you know, like you noted, I'm available on LinkedIn. You can find me on the website, uh, email me. Happy to have a conversation and uh, look forward to continue doing uh, high impact work for the industry and help it move forward.